Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for a Breaking Bad episode. It's our season three recap where we're going to go over all the good, the bad, and everything else of season three. Everything that we have already talked about and haven't talked about because it's how we conclude these seasons by repeating ourselves, repeating ourselves, and everything else in between. My name is Ben, and don't hate me because I'm beautiful. And my name's Nick, and uh, I've got your season three recap right here. Recap this. <laughs> that was that this, this season. I forgot about that. <laughs> I thought that was last season. <laughs> definitely, definitely a top five moment. I can't wait to include that in our top five. I've got your quote right here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, a lot has happened this season. Apparently. Um, <laughs> Season three of Breaking Bad, Nick. I, I can't believe we're already at the season three. We've only got two more to go. But um, wow, this is a this is an epic season. I mean, I think I mentioned it last week. This is a season of very high highs and very low lows. Um, you know, it's got the infamous fly. It's got the infamous IFT. Um, you know, kind of some pretty pretty bad episodes. Uh, when I say pretty pretty bad episodes, it's still Breaking Bad. A pretty pretty bad episode of Breaking Bad is going to shit over a, a brilliant episode of. CSI New York, um, first show that came to my mind apparently. But then you've got, sorry to all our CSI New York fans, Gary Sinise, what a man. Um, but then you've got some great episodes. Uh, obviously, last week, you know, full measure, one minute, like just such great moments of this season. I mean, it's it's a such a bipolar season this one, and it's going to make it very unique when it comes to to ranking these seasons. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, God, like, really kind of setting ourselves on a trajectory here of what we're going to come in the the final two seasons, though. Yeah, and I mean, we're kind of we're kind of living in the world these days, a, a COVID world of, um, you know, um, breaking the curve or flattening the curve or whatever you want to call it. And I kind of I think of this episode, this the season has kind of been like a bit of a on a graph. You know, it starts starts quite high and then dips down a bit low, and then you have this kind of mid peak where you've got this great episode or actually a very good episode and then an excellent episode after it and then it drops off again and then at the end it's fantastic you know it's a it's kind of a weird way to structure a season really. um and i know it almost certainly wasn't intentional um but that's kind of the way it kind of feels to me and yeah you're totally right about it being you know like i think that in, in terms of when i look at my episode rankings it's absolutely got the best but it's got the worst as well um and yeah we're kind of graded on a curve it's it's breaking bad so there's you know like everything's a, a different scale of good and bad but yeah it, it's really interesting like looking at my top five i think i've got what one two three 
episodes from season three but then when i look at my bottom five there's definitely at least a couple in there um but i think what's really interesting is kind of like bottom 10 there's definitely quite a few season three episodes so yeah it, it is really really interesting but i think some great kind of character development happening there too it's you know it's not it, 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 i think it's more than the sum of its parts is what i'm probably going to say here is that i think when you break it down per episode you might be a bit disappointed you might not have heaps that you love um but i actually think it kind of moves the story along and 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 the good outweighs the bad for me in this season anyway yeah it's this is the most difficult one so far that i've had to rank and i know we're jumping ahead but um because this is definitely a season after three seasons it could almost end up in one two or three and i guess it will like as you were saying kind of come down to how you rate the good over the bad um and obviously just jumping ahead obviously i i weigh a lot where i rank things and kind of you know hold that up to make final decisions for me but um yeah like i i, I didn't like when i started re-watching this obviously i've sort of watched ahead and then kind of re-watching them each week it's i just remember some of these middle episodes and i was kind of like, i don't remember this being this kind of slow like i always felt that the slow stuff was in the beginning and then everything else just kind of accelerated from there which is really true for the next two seasons but um i just i just i was amazed to me that there were just so many patches of this season where again it's not bad like the the super slow stuff is not bad. We've talked about that, but I mean, I guess you know any season that has fly, <laughs> like and like we obviously talked a lot about that in terms of how you interpret that and how you like it. You obviously what rented that episode from memory, so whereas I binned it. Um, but again, it's kind of so many people can just love that episode or hate it. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's I always find it interesting when I see the rankings though, like straight away, there's, there's not many, there's, there's rankings of episode websites, but like there's not a whole lot of the seasons. And generally season three is always ranked super highly amongst the fans. Like I, I don't think I saw one list in which season three outranked season one or season two, which again, when we get to our rankings, maybe that will be the case here. Maybe it won't be. So um, it's just such an interesting season. Yeah, and I think probably one of the things is that I, I go back to a, a Batman Begins quote, believe it or not, of um, it being about escalation, you know, and I think kind of what people probably like about this this season is that things escalate, you know, like, so while you may not love every episode and you may, you may find that there's bits that are a bit sluggish or slow, I think probably um, just, I, I, I guess, you know, the the escalation of what's happening here um you know it makes it more interesting there's more at stake here you know the stakes are raised and all that kind of stuff and so i think um you know especially when you get towards the end and i think it pays off at the end you get a great finish to this season but to be fair you know season two ended really well too um and you know so so i think that there's there's certainly lots to talk about i know that you know ranking the seasons is something we do later on in this in this episode so we'll get there but yeah i, I think i think it's probably the escalation is what people like there's there's more at stake there's you know i i feel like the kind of big moments are bigger in this in this season than they were last season i guess it's kind of like um a rebuild of a sporting team in some ways in that like i'm sure when the all Blacks sucked which was what in like 1920 i don't know that like there was a period where you've got to like lay the foundation to be good again and i'm not saying that at any point did this show not become good but like it's kind of like it, it hit the highs, it won the World Cup, and then kind of like you know you're celebrating a bit, you're winning a little bit, but then you kind of fall away for a few matches. Like oh we we lost, we tied, oh you know we're good, we're, but we're building, we're building, we're building, and then boom, 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 you, you're winning the next World Cup, right? Like is that a, is that a good analogy, Nick? 
Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think, um, you, you know, a show like this always has set up episodes and payoff episodes, you know, um, and and sometimes it, it, it does pay to actually think about those set up episodes. I often think, again, I'm making some some weird comparisons here, but um, the UK office um, has a two part Christmas special. And um, the first part of that Christmas special was all the setup. And um, I actually love that episode. Um, but, you know, most people prefer the second one because that has all the payoffs. But the payoff wouldn't be worth anything. Thing if you didn't do the setup to make it worthwhile so yeah i think sometimes you've got to think about these episodes that are actually there to be setups for great payoff later on that the payoff wouldn't be anywhere near as good if the setup that we're getting here um wasn't well done basically as we kind of go in all these episodes we kind of just i guess go over the, the main plot points and kind of everything else in between talk about the characters and good bad all that sort of stuff uh, i mean really sort of it begins this season really with sort of coming to terms with the plane crash and everything sort of happened at the end. Walt's basically given up on meth. He's not going to do it anymore. Um, Jesse has uh, obviously dealing with Jane uh, and then kind of he's in recovery and everything along those lines. Walt's obviously dealing with the fact that Skylar finds out about his little uh, drug empire and she's off fucking Ted. Um, so kind of Walt stepped away to kind of deal with his family life and try and repair his family. And Jesse essentially kind of takes this and decides to cook himself. And Walt's kind of coaxed back into it by Gus. And then really it kind of just turns into Walt versus Gus by the end of this season and sort of essentially kind of this fractured, right? Cause it starts off well, like, you know, he's been offered this super lab and millions of dollars, but it's almost like Walt just, it's too easy. He wants the challenge and kind of, you know, wants to do things his way. So kind of everything looking like it's it's the most stable for him, but ultimately it doesn't turn out that way as things start to get fractured. He brings Jesse back into the fray to kind of work with him. Then ultimately we get uh, Jesse hooking up with, what's the name again? <laughs> Andrea. Not Jane. <laughs> and then kind of what happens with Andrea and her brother and getting killed and that ultimately ends up leading to uh, the, the big showdown at the end where Walt's essentially done, he's expired, he's, he's gone against Fring, he's about to get killed, but then they're able to hold that over Gus's head by killing Gail and, hey, you, you kind of need us. Um, obviously, Skylar fucks Ted, but then... <laughs> We forget that pretty quickly, thank God. And then she kind of uh, almost comes on board with Walt and sort of is going to help him out and launder money and kind of, uh, you know, continue this bit of a front and everything along those lines. Uh, and obviously Hank sort of uh, really getting into the investigation side of things and kind of it's, a, again, we, we seem to talk about this every season, don't we? Just Hank just gets more and more awesome. Like, you know, Hank getting closer and closer to really get into the end of Heisenberg and then kind of he falls off the wagon essentially by kind of bashing poor old Jesse up. We've got the twins in which Hank gets uh, basically paralyzed essentially and kind of has to deal with that. And then we get a lot of Marie and kind of Hank and Hank's recovery and sort of Hank dealing with, uh, you know, what we had a lot of last season with the shell shock and everything along those lines too. Um, and sort of, I guess, in between that, we had that weird counsellor guy. Ted's there. The twins. We shouldn't really, you know, talk about that. Mr. Heckles from Friends appears. Um, 
Am I missing anything glaring here? I feel like I'm missing some glaring things here. Well, I think well you've forgotten the pizza, which is you know. Oh, of course. We're going to talk about the pizza pizza. eventually in this episode. Um, But yeah, I think probably um, it kind of starts off with a hiss and a roar with with the twins, you know. And so I think the first half of the season, really, you know, up to episode seven, is about the twins and and what's happening there. And I think that's a you know a really interesting kind of um, plot point, and um, you know because that kind of links in with the, the wider story about Gus, you know, that we're starting to get a little bit of his kind of empire and, and how he's connected with the cartel and, and all that kind of stuff so I think that they're kind of um, you know they kind of link to what's already happened with um, with Tuco and they kind of link to what's going to happen further along the road with Gus so I, I think that they're a really important part of this um, and you do kind of forget about them a little bit you know once yeah. they're gone it's like okay cool we move on and but actually like they're a really important part of this so um, yeah that's probably the only thing that I that I was would pick, pick up on there that you haven't already talked about very well well, which I was going to say, like, is this really the only season? Uh, I mean, I guess we have villain. In, I mean, Gus is a villain, but like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of you don't really. I mean, I guess season two really didn't. I don't know. Like, it's kind of interesting how like it's this isn't a a twenty four where every season you've got a villain. You know, like it's kind of and like you're right with the twins. Like, they kind of they come and go. Um, but and like, I love the twins, but they're maybe not as memorable as Tuco. Um, no well I think it's really hard with these characters that don't actually really speak you know like they are just this menacing force which I think is hard to show long term you know like I think it's good for a couple of episodes they're scary but you know like what do you do with that you know Mm. after that Um, so yeah I think it's that's what makes them maybe a little bit less memorable I suppose you might say Um, but yeah I think I I think aside from that um, yeah you you do kind of get into the end where I guess Gus is kind of becoming the the yeah, villain's kind of the wrong word but i guess the antagonist for walt um and and i guess we're starting to question if walt is actually the antagonist as we start to move into the end of the season and into season four which is a good point to make that kind of i mean as we've said like not really spoiler but i mean walt's going to be the big bad of season five basically isn't he kind of you know yeah. with everything that kind of plays out but um I think kind of the the development of Gus this season, and I know we're kind of jumping ahead here a little bit into the characters, but, like, I mean, you know, we didn't really get super evil Gus last season, and I guess you might argue you don't really get him a lot here, but you kind of start to see shadows of what he's going to be, Um, and it's kind of that slow build for what he's going to be. You know, Mike's a big standout this season um, in terms of some of the badassery he has, but... um, yeah, I just I didn't know if there was other major plot points that we sort of I think I, I think on. I think probably just the other one that I'd say is we kind of um you know this is the season where kind of um where Skylar and and um um Saul get introduced to each mm. other and we, and we mm. start the kind the kind of conversation about money laundering and, and how we're going to do that and so that becomes you know a, a bigger piece of the story as we move forward so we're starting to get some of these connections made here i don't think it's a major but i think it's kind of like just starting to lay the the groundwork for it yeah indeed and in terms of um just want to say a sad note character death this season uh rest in peace of the rv still not (laughs) uh, we might talk about that soon but uh speaking of characters obviously our main cast as we always go over and uh extended this season this is our uh is this our most stacked season, I think, in terms of the cast? I mean, I think next season's basically the same main cast. So uh, between this and next season, this might be our, our biggest 
uh, sort of cast. What do we have here? Five, six, seven, eight, nine main cast members here. So a very stacked ensemble cast here. Um, and everyone but one appears in 10 or more episodes. Only two appear in all 13. Aaron Paul is Jesse Pinkman and Walter White is Brian Cranston. Outside of that, we get uh, Anna Garner, Skylar White, who is not credited, of course, as appearing in episode 10. Fly, I mean, her voice sort of does, but I guess that's, as we went over in that episode, I believe the only episode we don't ever get her in. Um, Dean Norris as Hank Schrader, he's in 11 episodes. RJ Mitty as Walter White Jr. is in 11. Giacalo Esposito as Casavo Fring is in 11. Betsy Brand as Maria Schrader is in 10. And Bob Odenkirk, Sol Goodman is in 10. And Jonathan Banks as Mike Ehrman Trout is in 6. Um, I'll... Two-part this, Walt and Jesse, uh, kind of similar to our Christian and, and Sean question. Maybe I'll ask this as how are you feeling more about Jesse as we go along, Nick? This is maybe my season-ending question I'll always ask you because we've obviously know your sort of thoughts on Jesse over the years. But, I mean, are, are you improving? Like, are your thoughts change much on the Jesse character this season? Yeah, I mean, definitely, yeah. I, th- I think probably now we're starting to get into the point where um, I, I personally, I start to get less annoyed by Jesse and start to feel for the character as we, as we move forwards, which feels like a funny thing to say when you think about everything he's already been through. But I feel like a lot of the things about Jesse in the first couple of seasons were it was kind of self-inflicted and he just annoyed me. Whereas now it starts to feel like a lot of he's got himself in over his head. He's got in with somebody that is you know, is, is vindictive and, and will use him. Um, and so I will really start to feel from, but I, I think this has been like quite an interesting building season for Jesse in terms of, mm. you know, the end of the end of last season was when, you know, Jane had died. And, and so we were, you know, the beginnings of this is, is him really starting to come to terms with that. Um, and so I think that, you know, we're seeing like a real kind of um, maturation, I guess, of Jesse throughout this season. It feels like a real turning point. And I think probably the big moment for Jesse, um, um, and, you know, kind of coming up is going to be, you know, like the, the, the kind of reaction that we're going to get to him, you know, like who he kind of relies on for support moving forwards. And it's always been Walt. Um, and, you know, that's going to start to change a little bit and that's going to change the character a wee bit. Um, but, you know, like I think we're starting to get that we're starting to see him change here, but at the moment towards the end of the season, he's very much about his relationship to Walt is what's defining him in the show. Um, and I think that is going to start to change, you know, like now we're going to start to see Jesse define himself on his own terms a little bit more, and that's going to lead to some different types of conflict. And I'm going to enjoy the conflict more going forward. So I've enjoyed what I've got out of Jesse this season. Um, and yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be more intrigued by Walt, you know, you know, throughout this whole thing, I'm always going to be more interested in what's happening with Walt, but um, I, I am enjoying more of Jesse um, moving forwards. That makes me happy. Um, and, like, I'll say that, like, again, I've always liked Jesse as a character, but, like, I guess when you're kind of taking notes and you're paying more attention to it, like, I just, I appreciate him more. And, like, it's never to take away from Walt and Brian Cranston, but it's just, it's just something about the Jesse character and how Aaron Paul does it. And, like, I'm just going to say this now. I, on my recent kind of binge through that I did sort of in, while we're doing these episodes, I absolutely love some of the stuff we get with Jesse, particularly in the early part of season four. Like it's kind of random and it's kind of just like, you know, it's sort of a, an odd story, but like, it's kind of, I just kind of love it. I love like almost badass Jesse without being badass Jesse. It's just like, don't give a fuck Jesse. <laughs> like I kind yeah. of, I kind of like, don't give a fuck Jesse. Um, and Aaron Paul has a way of doing it that it's just, it's believable. And it's just like, he basically shaves his head and kind mm. of just, you know, like, it's basically, I'll just say this, like the way it's kind of handled, like he's just literally ended this season by shooting Gail in the head. 
essentially he's killed Gale. Spoiler or not, whatever. I think you're all assuming with that gun going off what's going to happen at the beginning of next season. Um, please complain to me if I've just spoiled it for you. But um, I think it's just it's more the reaction that we get from Jesse that is kind of more different and yeah. not what you expect. And I remember watching this for the first time going, oh, that's not what I was expecting. And re-watching it and binging it all together, I like it. And um, can I just say one of my favourite random uh, stars of next season is the Roomba. So... Uh, <laughs> Makes me want to get one, but um, and I'll just say on on Walt, like I mean, Walt's always intriguing. Walt's great, like you know we obviously I kind of like the development of how kind of he almost yeah, he's he's ba- like we all know this is basically for his family essentially is the excuse he keeps giving, and kind of how like he's almost at a point where he's ready to walk away because his family's you know skewed so far away from him, and then kind of as you sort of alluded to last week, like the chess game that he ends up having with with Gus, and then sort of essentially getting that power and trying to get that power that he has with Gus and essentially supersede Gus's power in some ways. So yeah, I mean, just it's epic. You can't say enough about it to be completely honest, but um, Mm. yeah, it's so good. Um, Of the other main people, uh, obviously we've got seven to go through, but uh, I mean, look, I'll just, I'll open end it. Anyone that has stood out for you more so this season than you you thought anyone maybe has lessened a little bit kind of more so on, on, on a rewatch for you? Well, I think I think probably um, you know, there's a few characters, and and obviously I think kind of like you know I, I think Mike's been a, a a big part of this season, and he was obviously just you know we got a tail end of him last season. Um, I think kind of Gail, which we talked about at the end of last episode, that you know he's not somebody who's around for a lot of episodes, but what he, what we do get from him is great. He's a great actor, and also his legacy on the show in terms of how he affects other characters is, is really important um, and probably one that we, we're likely to forget um, if we don't kind of bring it up is I think Marie's gone through some shit in this season you know like um, having to deal with with everything that's happened to Hank in this season um, and it's nice to see kind of Betsy Brandt getting a bit of time um, you know and, and I love that so I know we're not at scenes yet but I do love that scene where they kind of all kind of go into and to see hank you know um in the hospital and kind of it's all silent and all you can just hear is the machines and you kind of see her kind of grasp his hand i think it's just she really gets an opportunity to to, to shine as an actress on this so those are probably the ones that that i've would would have a special mention for but everybody's great on this you know like there isn't really anybody that i don't enjoy watching even even our man ted you know i don't like i don't like the storyline but i think he, he gives it everything he's he's got with the the limited amount he gets given well yeah i mean i was going to talk more about the sort of the guest stars in that minute but i'll, I'll just say um of the main i mean hank again just incredible just kind of enjoying kind of watching that but i'm with you like- hank this season just to just to cut you off there slightly like mm. you know hank has really been that kind of um you know comic relief in the first couple of seasons and now we're starting to get that change you know like things are going to get pretty dark for hank now following the the shootout you know like it's a real turning point for him um and you know he's not going to be that same happy-go-lucky character very much anymore um so yeah it is this is a really kind of um turning point and in, in hank's kind of um yeah, story arc. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think kind of with Saul too, like you're talking before about like Mike kind of a bit of a glimmer of him in, in season two and then kind of obviously he becomes more into his own. But like I think kind of Saul, like he's just kind of there as the go-to guy now, isn't he, purely? Like, I mean, he kind of was there in season two. Of course he was. But um, I think kind of you just you sort of just rely on him there as well with, with everything to do with that. But And what else can I say about Giancarlo Esposito? You know I love this man, Fring and everything. <laughs> but, I mean, God... 
keeps improving all the time and he's going to get even better into the next season. Um, yeah, I'll sort of on the the guest stars and I'll lump in the, the guest stars and the co-stars. So obviously we usually go over the multiples in terms of most episodes. So um, this season we got uh, Gomi uh, was in six episodes. Victor was in six episodes. Interesting here with the, uh, the twins, the cousins, uh, one of them was in one more episode than the other. Yeah, uh, so because yeah. one because one died at the end of the the episode and the other of one lived through. Of yeah. course, thank you, Nick. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so the twins were in six and five episodes. Uh, Ted uh, was in five episodes. Uh, Gail was in four. And like, yeah, it's interesting. You point like you kind of obviously such an integral part of the plot, so it kind of fits in a little bit more. Our man Jer Burns as group leader was in three episodes uh so really was he in that many um i don't believe like god that was that was yeah um one of my random favorites the lawyer pamela she was in three um can we we rank her uh hector was in three badger was in three um the asac george mercott was in three uh carmen was only in two this is come on hashtag more carmen um tomas was in two. Oh, Skinny Pete was in five. Should mention that. Um, our rival dealers were in two. Brock was in two. Uh, where's Andrea? Was she not in more than two? Um, apparently, they've forgotten Andrea on this list. Oh, well, what I a shame. Thought, I would have thought three, but maybe not. What a shame they've forgotten Andrea. I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Um, Kaylee was in at least two. Uh, I mean, look, um, I just want to point out I love the lawyer. I don't know why I love the lawyer so much. I just like random characters sometimes, and I love the lawyer. I like that we get more skinny Pete and Badger. Always good kind of on that page things. Jer Burns, go away. Um, I mean, the actor's fine. The character was shit. Um and yeah, the cousins. We've sort of already alluded to them a little bit. I too. think um, what's quite interesting is, um, you know, just as you're kind of reading that through it, it's actually been quite a light season for Badger and Skinny Pete. We haven't had very much of them. Certainly not towards the end of the season as well. I don't mm. think. Um, you know, but it was interesting that we we obviously had that that episode, which was kind of like a flashback, and we had Combo back for, you know, so we have actually had one of one of um, Jesse's mates who's died um, back on the show, which is really interesting. Um, so yeah. I mean, we're definitely going to get more of them throughout the the show, but just interesting that they do drop off here a little bit. In terms of the episodes, obviously 13 in total for this season. Um, Fly was part of this season, shall we remind people? (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, uh, standout best, worst episodes um, for you in terms of this. Now I'm just going to scroll here and find out, uh, just refresh my memory in terms of the the buys and the rents and everything. You obviously haven't binned anything, but you bought every episode this season except for two. Yeah. And that was IFT and Fly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so standard there. So you went from last season having only rented one, season one only rented one, so you doubled up your rents this season. Uh, whereas for me, I rented five and binned one. Wow. Jeez. I think for me, like one of the things about the show is that even when it's not the most exciting plot, and not every episode's going to knock you out of the park, eh? That's just the way it goes. Um, you know, so so even when it's like a world building 
you know episode and it, you know it's not doing a whole lot i love being in this universe like it's just i, I just love being here um and so I, I enjoy myself even if the, the plot is not absolutely blowing my mind so yeah i'm 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 really enjoying this um which is why i've probably been a bit more lenient on the buys than than maybe you have and and, and that's totally cool you know i think and often i think you know you and i are seeing slight differences in what we like it's not like you know i'm absolutely loving episodes and, and you're hating them as a general rule like i'd say probably if we were to compare notes probably we don't have an episode that changes by about you know four or five positions each you know it's just that your cutoff point for a for a bin sorry a, a rent is a little bit lower than mine, or a little bit higher than mine um and so you've got a few more rents in there than i have but i think we're generally still kind of ranking things more or less in the same ballpark which is interesting yeah, no, I, I I definitely agree with that. Um, just in terms of the best and the worst episodes, in my perspective, and I'll get yours here in a second. So, I mean, full measure, obviously, last week, uh, amazing, uh, one minute, amazing, half measures, uh, amazing, sort of, they're the, the top few that I had ranked. Bottom ones are pretty easy, IFT and Fly, uh, although I had Kafkaesque also. My bottom three episodes on my rankings are all season three episodes, <laughs> Kafkaesque, IFT and Fly. And Fly, obviously, I binned and... I mean, look, as we went over in that episode, listen to us talk for an hour about fly. I'm sure that's the most riveting hour of your life. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 there's a reason why it's the most divisive episode of Breaking Bad. Clearly, it's not for me. I'm not a fan of it. Um, clearly, you liked it a little bit better and could appreciate it a little bit more. I think you're the only person in the world that was in the middle of fly. You either didn't love it or hate it. You literally were in the middle, so good job. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that to me is probably going to be the only episode of Breaking Bad I will bin. Um, and I just can't jump on the hype train. But, I mean, you know, as I've constantly said, the highs and the highs and the lows and the lows. I mean, IFT was maybe nearly a bin, but it's still got enough in it to not make it a bin. But, um, yeah, I mean, full measure, one minute, incredible episodes. I mean, I'm looking here at my ranking, so I have full measure at number three overall after three seasons and one minute at number four overall. And then the other top 10 episode I've got is half measures. I've got that at number nine. So I've got three season three episodes in my top 10 overall right now. So, um, and three in my bottom three. So there you go. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got, so obviously Full Measure is my number one at the moment, but One Minute is my number two. So my top two are, are both season three. And um, into my, you know, kind of top 10, I've also got obviously Half Measures as number four. So three of my top four are season three at the moment, which is crazy. Um, and then at the bottom of that, of my top 10 is Sunset, which I actually think is a really underrated episode. And um, I think we're going to talk, hopefully I can persuade you on in a moment on that episode um, when we get there in a little bit. But um, so yeah, I think what's good is really good. Um, but yeah, down down the bottom, like I, I, it was interesting that discussion about fly because I went in with a really open mind about literally all three options. Was I going to bin it? Was I going to rent it? Was I going to buy it? And in the end, I like I I see some of the the positives that people like about it there is things i do like about fly but there's just not enough to, to buy that episode you know i just i can't get on the hype train of people who think it's the best episode of all time um so that's why it's a rent for me and my second least favorite episode of of um season three but um to me ift was the worst episode of of the season and actually of the whole run of breaking bad so far for me i just i just did not enjoy it i just i found it really really uninteresting annoying um again i rented it i didn't buy it uh, um didn't didn't bin it sorry so um i obviously found enough in there to to like about it but um yeah i just 
for me at least i thought there were some interesting ideas and in fly um whether or not i i was excited to watch that episode i i could you know i certainly and you know i've got i've got like a long shot um moment from that episode which i don't think will make our top five but i'm definitely going to talk about it um whereas for ift there's nothing there that that i would put near my top five you know so um yeah i i, I think as we've talked about a lot already it's high highs low lows you know what makes that even worse that episode is the fact they literally called it ift yeah like because you know what that stands for and that's just insulting uh, so just oh. um just quickly before we sort of move on to rankings and our top five um just always like to sort of look at the awards and everything that the certain season won so at the emmys that year for season three uh we've, i think we've touched on it before but both brian cranston and, and aaron paul won and i think this from memory is aaron paul's first isn't it um and they were both nominated for full measure so they both won it for that episode. They were the only two Emmys that it won that season, got nominated for a series of other ones. Um, lost Outstanding Drama Series to Mad Men. Show sure, I've never watched, Nick. Have you ever watched Mad Men? Are you a no. Mad Men fan? Also nominated no. that year, Dexter, The Good Wife, Lost, and True Blood. Um, I can say I've watched all of those shows with the exception of The Good Wife. So... I mean, is she still good? I mean, I like Juliana Marguerite as a as an ER fan. Like, seriously, I was very nearly tempted to watch that show, but uh, don't know if I can watch a show. And it's got um, Alan Cumming in it. It's got Boris in it. So, you know, it's one of those things of like whenever you do this, it just reminds me of how um, how little TV I actually watch, which is why <laughs> I would never ever make this call that Breaking Bad's the best TV show of all time because I just have no idea. Like, for me, it's my favorite TV show, but. I would never say it's better than, you know, Lost or better than The Sopranos or whatever because I actually just haven't seen those other shows. So there's no way I can comment. And, like, whenever you kind of list these shows, it's like, nah, I've not seen any of them. <laughs> it's really bad. It's it's interesting you say that because I know when Colin and I did those top 50 TV shows and top 50 movies and, like, top 10 TV shows and movies of the decade, like, yeah, I think Colin went into a bit of a discussion about using the word best and favourite. Like, oh, I'm open. I can just say, ah, oh, the best TV show of all time is this. Like, But I think, yeah, realistically, I'm with you. Like, it's kind of, if you were to force my hand and say, Ben, rank the best versus your favourite, yeah, there's a, there's a line there. Because, like, as much as I love Third Watch, is that the best television show of all time? No. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like... I like Die Another Day. Uh, it's not my most favourite Bond movie, but um, my most favourite, I mean, seriously, my most favourite Bond movie of all time is The World's Not Enough. Is that the best Bond movie? I no. mean, that's a bit more... <laughs> Touché. Uh, but uh, anyway. But it, does, um, it, does, it does have Denise Richards, so it's got some good things going for it. Christmas only comes once a year, Nick. Just, just, just saying, James. Say, Denise Richards is on Cameo, and I've I, like she's a bit more expensive than Dylan Walsh, but like... I want to just pay her like the two hundred dollars just so she can go, James, <laughs> <laughs> or, or like get you a birthday one, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like that would make my day. Um, I'm seeing here for outstanding directing for a drama series, Michelle McLaren for one minute lost to Steve Shill in Dexter for the episode The Getaway. Now, as a Dexter fan, I can't remember. The episode, The Getaway, clearly I'm a huge fan. Um, but uh, it's been a long time. And can we just congratulate Ryan Murphy, won an Emmy this year for uh, Outstanding Director for a Comedy Series for the pilot episode of Glee. So uh, maybe that was, I don't know if that was Ryan's first Emmy, but uh, we love our Ryan Murphy, obviously, here on the Oz Network. Um, nominated Brian Cranston, 
uh, was nominated for uh, Best Actor in a Television Series at the Golden Globes that year. He uh, sadly did not win. He lost out to Kelsey Grammer in Boss, a show that I have never watched. Um, but look at look at the, I mean, God, I want to watch Boss now to see how good Kelsey Grammer was because look who he beat out that year. Steve Buscemi in Boardwalk Empire, a show I've never watched, but I've heard it's amazing. Obviously, Brian Cranston, Jeremy freaking Irons, as the Borgias, uh, in he played Pope Alexander the Sixth in the Borgias. Sorry if I'm butchering that. And another show that I loved, uh, Homeland, Damien Lewis. So I mean, pretty stacked freaking field there for Kelsey Grammer to come away as the best dramatic actor. Like I love Kelsey Grammer, but like seriously, over I- Brian Cranston, Steve Buscemi. Might have to watch an episode. It's one of those things of like you just your your kind of um, your curiosity gets peaked when you see something like that, and you just have to watch like one episode and, and find out if it actually is good or not. And and to look here to see that Aaron Paul was not nominated for a best supporting, and neither was um, Anna Gunn. So in the best supporting actor category, Peter Dinklage, Nip Tuck, alum, uh, Game of Thrones that year beat out Paul Giamatti, Guy Pearce, great Australian. Tim Robbins and Eric Stone Street. And on the actress side of things, oh, Jessica Lange in American Horror Story. I mean, she's amazing. Fair enough. Uh, beat out Kelly McDonald, whoever she is, uh, Maggie Smith, Sofa Vergara, and Evan Rachel Wood. Um, so there you go. Matt LeBlanc won a Golden Globe that year, Nick, for playing himself in episodes, which is a great show. I'd love to cover episodes on this. Um, and, ah, oh, Laura Dern, Ellie Sattler herself won a... <laughs> Best uh, actress in the HBO show Enlightened. So, uh, yeah, not enlightened in knowing what that is. Bunch of other awards nominated for a lot of uh, SAG awards, uh, Satellite Awards, Saturn, like lots of nominations here I'm seeing here. Obviously, uh, that comes to standard with Breaking Bad. All right, Nick, I, I'm I'm more intrigued for the rankings than I am for the Hall of Fame. Uh, this is, yeah, I, I want you to go first. <laughs> okay. Well, I think as we um, kind of talked about in our, our um full measure episode is that we've had a little bit of a break um and recording um so you know like we're just getting back into it after about a month or so off and so i've spent a lot of time walking on the beach and in the shower and you know all the places you do your serious thinking about about this which is crazy i've spent way too much time thinking about this how much um, time are you in the shower nick i'm worried <laughs> what are you doing in that shower <laughs> nothing dodgy don't worry and the beach um, yeah, yeah <laughs> have a bedroom things. nick use it <laughs> well there, there there is a nudist part of the beach that i walk at not that i go there ah, but, uh, is it in taronga or yeah yeah it is yeah why yep. didn't I go to that beach when I was there? Missing out. Tr- trust me, no, you are not. You are, abso- <laughs> you are, abso- you are absolutely not. You know, I, I, st- I stumbled across it by mistake one day. and just Oh, yeah, like, by mistake, Nick. Yeah. yeah well, I, I saw what I thought was a beached whale, but it definitely was not. Um, but <laughs> so anyway. I would have fit right in. When I was there, I was a lot bigger. So kind of, you know. My mate. It was, yeah, it was disturbing. But anyway, so I think, like, as we've kind of talked about, high highs, low lows. Um, and I think if you were kind of, if you were booking this out episode by episode, I think, I actually think this would be your least favourite season, um, which I would have never have guessed talking about coming into this. I would have said for sure it's just going to get better and better and better. Um, but I think for me, it's more than about just the the you know kind of episode by episode, some of its parts type of thinking, um, and I think kind of we talked about you know already that this is about the raising of stakes, um, and you know like I, I just think like the the big moments in season three are 
bigger than they were in season one or season two, in my opinion. Um, I think they're worth watching, and I think the story is worth going on, even if it feels like it's a little bit drawn out. Um, so for me, it's like, do you credit this as having, you know, in my opinion, the best stuff so far, or do you drag it down because it definitely does also have the worst stuff? Um, and so I did a lot of thinking about, do I prefer season two? Or do I prefer season three is where I was kind of where I did a lot of my thinking. And like it came down to me of like, you know, if if you were in New Zealand and I said, hey, let's sit down and watch a season of Breaking Bad for a weekend, which one would I want to flick on? And I would want to flick on season three. I wouldn't want to watch season two um, because I'm just not, I, I think kind of, I'm not as captivated by season two, even if I think there's some really good stuff in there. I think kind of like the whole teddy bear flashback stuff is just, I don't think the payoff's worth the, the amount of investment that you get in that. Um, you know, I think there is some fantastic stuff there, but I just like this more. I like that we've got more Mike here. I like that we've got more Gus here. This is what I'm here for, um, as opposed to Jane, you know, for example, even though I liked Jane a whole lot more watching it back. So with all of that being said, um, I've, I, have got season three above season two but oddly enough i've actually got season one still as my favorite season oh, <laughs> um, which i right. think would, which okay. i think would really surprise a lot of people but i think season one still works really well i think it's still like the succinct little you know apart from actually the last episode which is a little bit of of a drag and i know that uh, that cancer man i gave a, a, a um a rent to as well but i think season one kind of is this kind of short succinct package that kind of works really well introduces you to the show has some amazing moments um and sets you up for more um and i've always said that i i, I really dislike this idea that breaking bad's a show that just gets better and better because that that kind of has an assumption that season one's the worst and i've never thought that um and i think season one is not going to get any higher than this if i'm being honest i think season four and five are going to get in ahead of these three seasons so i'm probably locking in my bottom three at the moment um you know i, I, I could be wrong but that's kind of what i'm expecting um and you know so for me at the moment i've got season one first season three second and season two third um but it's so close and i think like we talked about that at the season two recap season um episode is that you know like there's nothing much in it and you know like ask me tomorrow and it'll change again you know it really is that close um so it's not like there's a big drop off and i think when we talked nip tuck it was quite obvious that there were like these two or three seasons were fantastic these two seasons sucked and these two were in the middle or whatever it was you know there was clear kind of tears whereas this one it feels like they are all right there they're all really close together and um on any given day i might have a slightly different opinion but that's where i'm locking them in now one three and then two okay so one three two so like if i'm not mistaken though you've changed this already because if i'm looking at my thing correctly here unless i did this wrong you had season two at number one at the end of season two and then season one at I'm, number two oh did i that's what i'm looking at i mean again unless i i fucked that up when i wrote it on my screen but um we need to go to the tape here to find out. I can't yeah, remember. I, well, well, I, if if I do, I apologise because I definitely, I definitely. So, what have you got? What's your before this? What was? was I you, had one you, at one and two at two. Okay, so I think you're right. Actually, I think I did have two first, and then I had one. But it can change. So, like we've we've oh, never yeah, said totally. that once yeah, yeah. you lock something in, you can't change it. So yeah, that's yeah, never yeah been totally. A hard totally. And I mean, so. and this is the problem with thinking about it too much, right? Is that I think yeah. on any given day you can kind of go back and and um and I think probably going back to my point about 
the stakes getting raised. Like, oh, that's what I like. And so each season obviously raises the stakes more and more. Um, so, yeah, I think probably having thought about it, more i definitely like as i start tried to compartmentalize my head i thought no no i do like season one so yeah i'm, I'm sticking with that one three and then two and, and if that's different from what i had last time i apologized i, I hate to confuse our listeners God, but Nick. uh you know Colin's like a, so angry right now <laughs> well yeah sorry colin um 100 of the audience will be annoyed that's, that's yeah that's that's right colin's susceptible to throwing chairs so don't worry um <laughs> Listen to off the podium if you want to get that joke. Um, yeah, like I, I totally get your 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 viewpoint and kind of how you're ranking it. I sort of do kind of go on more of the notion of like statistics. I look at kind of where I've ranked things and kind of go, okay, well, like what seasons have more buys, what have more rents, and kind of I balance it out that way. And I guess kind of like as I've kept saying, it's the highs of this season are so high, but the lows of this season are so low and it's kind of finding a balance. And I, I like your sort of talk there about, you know, would you put this season on over another season or two and, and kind of, you know, do that. But I think the thing that I, again, stands out to me is that when I rewatch this season and I rewatched it twice, basically is that the lows of this season are sometimes hard to get through. And it's not that they're terrible that like, again, better than CSI in New York. Um, but I don't know. They're just, there's some that like, I feel season one and season two to me are more complete in the fact that they're, they're not there and that I'm more invested And season one maybe does have a bit of an unfair advantage because there's only seven episodes, but like even season two, like I appreciate the way it was crafted and that kind of you, it's building to something like they know where they're going from point A to point B. This season doesn't feel like they didn't know that it's still very well crafted and still very well put together. But I, I guess I kind of like that from a, technical standpoint and a writing standpoint that you can kind of craft this and it comes across so well again i said this was going to be the hardest season probably for me to rate i could easily have this at number one i could easily have this at number two i could easily have this at number three but i am going to do the complete opposite of you and i'm actually going to have this at number three i'm going to go one at one two at two and three at three and it just it just comes from a fact that this season has fly in it (laughs) this season has some lows in it and like as much as the highs, like one and two to me are more complete. And something about season one, I just, I really hold dear. Um, and like, don't get me wrong, I'm probably the same as you here that four and five realistically are probably going to be in the top two at the end of this as well. So this is probably my bottom three as well. But who knows? I never thought season four of Nip Tuck was going to be my number one season. So you never know. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, again, I'm putting it at third out of three, but this easily could have been number one as well. Yeah, yeah, and I and I don't I don't disagree with anything you're saying there. I think again, like we, we are just seeing slightly different versions of and and you know and we like different things. We have slightly different tastes, and so you know I, again, I just don't think we're that far apart really. Um, so yeah, I think you know you could easily come back and. And, and think completely differently next time, right? That's that's the beauty of this. Is that it is so it is still really close, which is great. Yeah, no, exactly. I completely agree with that. All right, top five moments of the season, our Hall of Fame. Now, obviously, again, we've ruined the illusion. We had a bit of a break in between a couple of episodes, so some of these aren't as fresh. So I'm just, I'm going to go through my notes here, and I'm going to read out what I have marked at top five moments. I'm not saying that I'm right and you're wrong, uh, but these are the moments that I've marked down. So by all means, if there's anything you want to add, but uh, we'll go through it, and then we obviously come up with the top five. So going through here, so from No Mass, I'm seeing here we've got the... Well, I've written down um, the admission by Walt that he's a drug dealer. 
to to Skylar. Um, and the closing of that episode with the the truck exploding with the the twins. Um, episode two, Caballo Sin Nombre, uh, the rooftop pizza scene. Come on, we're talking about iconic moments from this show. I mean, that's up there with Tortoise Head last season. I mean, everyone knows about roof pizza. Uh, quickly flicking through the episodes here, I don't think I've got anything marked down until episode six, Sunset, Death of the RV, saddest death we got this season to me. Um... Uh, episode seven, I've marked down three here in one minute. Uh, I've got Jesse getting bashed up by, uh, by Hank. Um, the, the speech that Jesse gives Walt in the hospital, the whole, I want nothing to do with you. You've destroyed my life. Basically the scene that uh, Aaron Paul said, watch this scene before you watch El Camino to get a gist of what it's going to be. And obviously, the closing of one minute, the shootout, Hank getting uh, shot and nearly dying and everything that comes with that. Uh, and then quickly flicking through the notes here. It doesn't look like I have anything until Half Measures, episode 12. Um, the, the 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 boardroom, the spectre scene, <laughs> where Gus is basically like laying down the law to Jesse, like, don't you look at him, look at me, like kind of that real kind of sinister moment. And then obviously the closing with the, uh, the, the running over with the cars at the very end. And then from last week, I have the closing. The uh, Basically everything from they get to the laundromat, I would say. I think we said that last week to the, the gunshot at the end. So that's what, seven, eight moments I've gotten there. I don't know if you've got any else to add. Yeah, I've got, I've got a few others to add there, I think. Um, I think, did you mention the... Um in in sunset the the kind of um showdown where jesse and walt are inside the rv and hank's outside the rv oh no um, no i didn't that i i think that's a really really good one um then we've got a, a couple of others that i've got so i've got kind of like the the mic kind of monologue to walt in half measure you know about uh, you know that he let the wife beater go and then the wife beater ends up killing his wife um I've got a scene in Fly, which I, I don't think will make it, but I wanted to raise it anyway, which was, you know, the one where Walt's kind of like just had the sleeping pills and he almost admits to Jesse, you know, kind of half apologises to him. Um, I've got, I've actually got, this is definitely not going to make the top five, but I did love it, which is the opening to, I can't remember which episode it was, but the Los Polos Hermanos um, advertisement oh, with it. Yeah, yeah um, I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Um, we've got the one where um, Skylar lies about Walt's gambling to Marie to explain how they're going to pay help pay for the um the treatment for hank um and then obviously in the, that same episode i think it is where they all kind of go in and see hank in the hospital bed at the end of that episode i think with the other ones i had there but i think probably for me like i think there are kind of iconic scenes that we kind of have to have and i think it would be the the end of half measure i think we have to have um i think the end of one minute we have to have um, and I think the end of full measure, we kind of have to have like those are three. I think we kind of need to lock in because I think they are just such iconic scenes, um, and it's really just about what we do with the other two. Really, is kind of like what well, what are the ones that are the most important? Um, I could be convinced on basically any of them. Really, um, Nick, you've um, missed the, one. What one was that? Come on, you know what one? You oh missed. yeah, yeah, yeah. How could I? How could I forget? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go right here. 
<laughs> we just have that in there. Um, you know, I agree oh, with there you. Is, there, sorry, there is actually one other one that I have forgotten, which is in the Cabela's and Nobre um, episode, which was actually um, the end of that where the twins are kind of sitting on the bed waiting for Walt to kind of um, oh, come out yeah. of the shower. Yeah. Um, and then they get the phone, well, they get the text telling them to go um, to Los Polos. Um, so that's, oh. that's the other one that you might want to put in for contention as well. So, yeah. I mean, I agree with those three. I think hands down those three are in. Um, look, I, 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 there's so many good ones to choose. I'd like The rooftop pizza is just so iconic. Like it's just it's kind yeah. of silly that that would take the spot. But, I mean, as silly as it is, if you were talking like what do people remember about, they remember Walt throwing a pizza on the roof. Like, But that kind of seems dumb over some of these other scenes that we're mentioning, right? Like, I don't yeah. know. How do you feel about rooftop pizza? Yeah, I think it's a hard one to put in there just when there's so much other good stuff in there. I mean, but that's just me that I love to kind of, like, if I can get in, like, a good kind of acting scene or, you know, a good dialogue scene, I'm always going to go for that. But I do love that scene. I think, it, you know, it's just like this quick little moment that's a lot of fun to watch. Because you only really have, like, I don't think anything before it is iconic, is it? Like, the kind of speech at the door with Skylar is not that great. And then all of a sudden it's just, like, it's just one brief scene. Um Okay, so look if I was gonna if I was gonna really advocate for one, I actually think it's that one from Sunset where you know because I actually thought Sunset was there, you know should we be putting in the kind of destruction of the RV because that's such a that to me that's quite an like iconic that. moment. Yeah. But I actually think that that kind of you know the tension that you get in that scene where kind of um, Jesse's in the RV and and Hank's outside and Hank's going to go and get the you know the um, the warrant to get in there and he doesn't know that um, that Walt's in there with him and you know and he has to go away and that's when they kind of you know managed to kind of sneak in and, and get it and, and that's obviously when they make the phone call to say that marie's in the hospital because she's had a um had an accident you know like that they that's where they fool him so to me i just think that's just such an amazing scene that's probably the one if i was going to try and sneak one in there that would probably be the one i would really advocate for look i, I do yeah no i'm i'm with you um i'm just trying to think of the other ones like what i like i i really i really love that speech that jesse gives walt in one minute in the hospital, like yeah. pure well, dialogue. I think- like, I just love it. It's like, I mean, like to me also, like, again, it's sort of if Aaron Paul's advocating, like this is such an important scene in the relationship between these two. Um, well, I think just, probably yeah. like if we're looking at that, that list, I mean, kind of like, you know, the, the end of half measures about Walt, you know, although yeah. Jesse's there, it's about Walt, the end of full measure, like Jesse's obviously in that, but it's a combination of different people. Um, you know, the end of sunset obviously doesn't involve Jesse at all. That's Hank. And the one I just talked about and, um, Oh, sorry. The end of one minute, and then um, is all about Hank, and then Sunset obviously has Jesse as well. But there's none that are kind of Jesse centric, and I think probably we haven't really had a lot of scenes that are just about Jesse. And so I think if there's one that you can kind of like, if you want to do a little bit of an acting kind of masterclass where you get to see somebody in kind of full, you know, full flight doing their thing, I yeah, I'm I'm definitely. I Which, definitely don't have issues with that. The grand scheme of things, I mean, Aaron Paul won an Emmy, but like the fact that he won it for four, I mean, he's great in full measure. Of course he's great, but he's barely in it. And that, that closing yeah. scene alone is fantastic. But I mean, that to me is where he should get the Emmy for. Yeah. Is that, that scene. I mean, the only other one really out of all those ones that I really advocated for that I really love in terms of an acting scene is the whole Gus, like, don't you look at him, look at me. But like, I would say the Jesse one is better. And like, you might argue, well, you don't have a Gus scene. We're going to have at least two fucking Gus scenes next season. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. three, I think, off the top of my head. Like, got to be three. 
Um, so, I mean, next season is going to be so gas heavy. Um, yeah, I mean, the drug dealer admission is like the thing. The only problem with the drug dealer admission is that we kind of forgot it was in that episode and you kind of, it's such, it's, it's done in a way that it's not like this grandiose, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Like I'm your father. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's just kind of done. And it's, I mean, it's a big deal, but like, I would still say that the, the Jesse speech with Walt is better. So if you're yeah, happy I mean, with that. Yeah, I, I, I am. I think, you know, like I, uh, to me, I think I always advocate to get like at least one, it, one moment and that isn't just a kind of shocking moment or an action moment, but it is actually just an opportunity to see these actors doing their thing and doing it so well. And so like, I'm, I'm often not actually that's tied to which one it is. I just want to have one in there because I think it's an important, such an important, important part of the show. So um, if, 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 if you're comfortable with that, then I'm, I'm really happy with that as well. Yep. No, that works for me. So just to clarify, so we'll just put these in order now. So the end of half measure with, uh, Walt running over the the guys and the whole run, um, the end of one minute, the, the shootout with with Hank and and the twins, um, full measure end, the Jesse obviously going to Gail's apartment and sort of the again the sort of the lead up from the laundromat, the standoff with Jesse, Walt and Hank in the RV during uh, sunset, and the Jesse speech from the hospital bed to Walt, um, you know you you did this to me, my life is shit because of you. Uh, in uh, one minute as well. So, okay, are there any in this that automatically stand out to you as number one or uh, number five? Um, I mean, I'd almost go just briefly maybe, I mean, maybe the end of half measure just, I I don't know, like, is number one. I don't know. Like, there's three here that could be, I think all the endings of the episodes are potentially number one. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's really hard because they're all quite iconic moments as well, you know, I think. So I think, like, we can probably pick off the easy ones first. I think probably that Sunset one or the um, the, the Jesse Hospital one, I think those are probably our four or five, and I'm not particularly worried about which order if you feel more strongly I think the about standoff, one. I think the standoff is number five. It's not to take away from it, but I think kind of, like, it's good, but I think that the other, like, the, the speech to me just leaves more of an emotional impact. You watch yep. that, it's kind of quiet, just kind of like it's this full-on, like, Jesse rant, and you, you're you kind of almost taken aback by it, like, whoa. Yep. Whereas, like, the standoff is good, but it's kind of like I don't feel you have that same emotional impact as the speech. Mm, mm. So I would say standoff at number five, the speech at number four. Yep, that's cool. All right, here we go, the tricky one. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Which it's... is the weakest of the endings? Can you say that? Well, I think probably, like, I'm always going to go for the ones that kind of hit you with more than just a shock. And so that's why I would probably put half measure as number three, just because I think that it's an amazing moment. You're like, holy shit. Um, But I like the other ones because they've just got more context to them and there's more going on. Um, But that's just me. Like, Like, I have no problems with putting that as number one as well. You know, that's the thing. I think, like... I will say just for the potential of putting it number one, it is kind of like, yeah, the shock aspect of it. But I think that what works against it, you know something's going to happen because you've got Jesse approaching the drug dealers. You've got that build up. You've got that music. Like something's going to happen here. You know something's going to happen. Yeah, you don't realise that Walt's going to come screaming in the car and jump out, bang, bang, run. Like, Mm. holy fuck. But, like, with the other two, it's kind of 
see, I almost look at one minute and just think of the shock nature of that because it's it's done in a silent way. It's graphic. It's it's brutal. It's confronting. And then the closing scene of that overhead shot with you've got the axe, you see the blood. Like there's just something more confronting about that. The end of Full Measure is obviously a season finale, so you kind of like, whoa, I've got to come back for it. You know, it's kind of it's it's very much again, it's the tension, it's the build up. If I have to the way I'm talking myself into this, I would say one minute number one for just the brutality and the shock of it, then probably full measure at number two, and then half measure at three. Because I think half what works against half measure is that you clearly know something's gonna happen. Full measure, yeah, you 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 know one of two things is gonna happen. Um, and then you're maybe not expecting Jesse to go through with it. And then three, uh, yeah, as I said, one minute to me, number one. That's just me. Yeah, I'm really comfortable with that too. I I think we're splitting hairs and you know, I I think your explanation of that works really well for me. So I'm I'm really comfortable with that. Okay, so to clarify for those playing at home, from five to number one, uh, our top five moments of the season. So uh, episode six, Sunset at number five, we have the the standoff, Jesse and, and Walt in the RV as Hank sort of uh, goating them out, essentially. Uh, number four, from one minute, we have Jesse in the hospital bed uh, basically going off at Walt. Uh, at number three, from half measures, we've got the ending where Jesse's approaching the drug dealers and Walt comes in and kills the two guys and tells Jesse to run. At number two, the end of the season, full measure, uh, where basically from the moment Walt arrives at the laundromat to uh, telling Jesse to go and shoot uh, Gale and it ends with the gunshot. And at number one, the closing of one minute when Hank essentially what goes to his car, calls Marie up, gets an anonymous tip off saying, hey, You've got one minute till these two guys coming after you, and then essentially has a shootout with the uh, the twins and kills them both. And he's gonna be getting a hand job in a couple of weeks to see if his legs are working. Uh, and at number six, you've got your number six right here. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable mention. Yeah, absolutely. I might I might just make that video for the one that I do, and I'm just gonna put that in there <laughs> um, just to just to keep you happy. Um, so that leads us now into season four, uh, which obviously ramping it up. Um, yeah, God, I mean, we talked about last week kind of straight away into box cutter, pretty epic moment, but, um, yeah, I mean, God, there's some great episodes. There's one episode that I messaged you when I was watching the season and I'm just like, wow, God, this is a good episode. And you said, oh, only because this happens to Ted. Like, well, that's a bonus, but like, you know, everything else that happens, like sometimes like you go into an episode knowing it's a, a highly regarded episode, you know, it's a good episode. You, you understand the reputation, but sometimes you still get your breath taken away and you're like, fuck, this episode's great. Mm. And I think season four has some of those moments. It really, really does. Um, And the finale, I'm saying it now, is probably my finale on any se- favorite finale on any season. I, I love the finale. There, there's a moment in the finale, which is the iconic image to me of Breaking Bad. To me, it's almost the number one moment in all of Breaking Bad, but I, I don't know if we'll uh, that will win out on the day. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like you said it last week, the chess game between Gus and Walt really amps up. And I will say season four almost ends. Like season four ends in a way that it could have been the series finale. It, season four could have ended and that's it. You didn't need a season five. Like I think we would have been satisfied if that was the end of this show. That's how good this season is it kind of concludes the show and somehow they string another season out of it, which still is fucking fantastic. So it's incredible. Uh, but yeah, season four. Great. And then there are some lows in season four. It's not all perfect, 
But um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it might live up to our you and I covering shows season four, ending up being a <laughs> the difference here is that I, we don't have to defend season four. Season four is pretty well loved, unlike Nip Tuck. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's interesting because um, there's obviously a, a scene in season four which is the most quoted basically and and oh yeah, head, I forgot know. about that, of course um, yeah, so, which so comes that, really quickly, doesn't it? Like it's the yeah, beginning it of the episode it's out of nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I just like the last six episodes, like we kind of dropped off talking about um you know the um the IMDb ratings, but you know like we've been we've been trucking along at kind of like you know you know high eights early nines kind of thing with it with a couple of exceptions but like the last six episodes of season four uh 8.9, 9 9.3, 8.9, 9.6, 9.7, 9.5, 9.9. Wow, 9.9. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's kind of what we're dealing with. Like, And that's what I say, Like, it t- takes a turn and then all of a sudden it's like, bang, this thing is just, it's, it just never gives up. But interestingly enough, the, the second lowest rated episode of Breaking Bad is in season four, which is an 8.1. So there's, you know, like obviously Fly is the lowest rated at 7.6. Nothing comes in above... Oh, sorry, below eight, and so there's an eight point one um, in season four, um, and I don't think it's the second worst season uh, episode of the season um, of of the of the whole run. Might be of the season, but um, I I personally quite like that episode. Um, so it'd be interesting to talk through even ones that are maybe not as you know favoured. Um, I still think there's some cool stuff in it too. Sorry, I was just swallowing water there. Just apparently taking some time away from being professional, <laughs> but um. Just, just to point out for those at home, the Collins and that of the world, that uh, if you think that that sounds amazing when it comes to IMDb ratings, season five, there is an episode that is rated 10 out of 10, which I'm trying to see, like, are there other, I'm sure there are other TV show episodes on IMDb that are ranked 10 out of 10, but I can't imagine there's many. Like, I don't know, like you say 9.9, it's right, I'm like, wow, that's highly rated. But um, yeah, ten out of ten. Let's. I, I kind of really want to see that really quickly. But uh, obviously, we will. Uh, yeah, be continuing on, going through it, and getting excited and building up uh, all the way through as we uh, just go through this swimmingly. Nick, we are doing this uh, very, very well. I just I've, I've pulled it up here just quickly. TV episode rating count at least of uh, one. That's the the only episode of television on IMDb ranked ten out of ten is the Breaking Bad episode. The next highest is 9.9, and there's a few of those. Uh, so isn't that incredible? The no, yeah. Like a Game of Thrones episode isn't 10 out of 10 or, you know, Sopranos, all these iconic television shows. Like I'm right here, the only 10 out of 10 episode on IMDb is an episode of Breaking Bad. Wow. Yeah, and, and quite a few of the 9.9s are also Breaking Bad. That's the crazy thing. Um, yeah. So it's not like it's just this one amazing episode like – yeah, there are nine point nines all over the place and Breaking Bad as well. That's that's the insane thing to me. So yeah, and I mean we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because that's season five and and season four is still to come. But yeah, season four is just jam packed with some amazing episodes as well. So yeah, I I think um you know we've talked that there's a lot of setup in season three and and we we start to get into payoff in season four and beyond. So yeah, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to talk about it. I will say that I'm looking here at some of the other 9.9s on shows that I've A, never heard of, or B, going, I'm questioning it. I'm <laughs> questioning a 9.8 here for an episode of Suits. I mean, I watch Suits. <laughs> I don't think there was ever a 9.8 out of 10 episode of Suits. Um, just, 
Meghan Markle fans might be onto that one a little bit. Um, the Royals are making sure she gets some love. Um, well, one, one thing, just just talking um, about um, season four, there is a flashback season episode. It's not the entire episode, but quite a big part of the episode is done in flashback. Oh, yes, and, yes, I love and, that episode. Um, and, and absolutely love that. So, like, yeah, I mean, you and I are both suckers for flashback stuff. So Get your subtitles great... ready for that one, kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, that's the, a, a great episode there. Um, yeah, I just uh, uh, there's just so much fun stuff to talk about in season four. Yeah, and come for the Gus, stay for the Gus, Gus, yeah. Gus, Gus. Uh, you'll be gushing over Gus again <laughs> in the next episode. Um, listen to our twenty four and our lost episodes; they're great. And the other episodes we do, they're great. The other shows that we do, they're okay. Uh, <laughs> but just stay tuned. Nick's not on any of the other shows, so they're, they're shit. Let's be honest. Like, if Nick was on Double or Seven, you'd be listening to it right now. Like. Oh, bro, I fucking love Spectre. It's my favourite movie. <laughs> um, it's been a while since I've done one of those accents. Uh, but we appreciate your feedback. We love to hear what you're thinking. Uh, what are your top five moments of season four, uh, season three of Breaking Bad? Tell us season four as well while you're on there. Uh, are we wrong? Are we idiots? We Should we have included? You've got it right here. Um, who knows? Uh, should we have included? I fucked Ted. Probably, if you think that, don't listen to our show. Seriously, you're an idiot. But outside of that if you're not an idiot we'd like to hear your thoughts on everything else and uh, everything else in between uh, we'll be back next week for the first episode of season 4 which is Box Cutter till then my name is Ben and I don't want a monkey my name's Nick and go beat your pinata thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher Google Podcasts or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider and while you're there please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback you can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.